You wake up in a dark, cold dungeon. You don't remember how you got here, and you don't know what's going on. You rub your head because it hurts. Your ears are ringing. Hey, calm down and focus! Creepy puzzles are waiting for you, and at the end of the video, you'll see how good at them you are. You see several strange symbols scratched on a brick wall. It's four vertical stripes, three stripes below, and a check mark even lower. Next, you come to a grid. A huge, rusty lock is hanging on it. There's no key. Look around and try to figure out how you can get out. Have you noticed that brick that sticks out of the wall? Try pushing it! Ah, it worked! A secret door opens and you make your way outside. You go down the stairs and see a large hall. Several torches light up and you spot four huge mirrors. They reflect Frankenstein, a skeleton, a zombie, and a vampire. One of these creatures is a human being. Can you guess who it is? Vampires don't get reflected in the mirror, so you're looking at a human. He gives you a small bone and warns that you will need it. You get outside and realize you're in the courtyard. This is the territory of a large, sinister castle. There are no clouds in the sky, and the sun is hidden behind one of the tall towers. You can see three gates ahead. A werewolf is next to the first one. A second gate is guarded by a huge scorpion the size of a car. And the third gate has a scary, alive gargoyle. Something is wrong here. Uh Find out what exactly. The sun is shining brightly, so there's no full moon. So what's a werewolf doing here? It's just a human in a costume. The werewolf opens the gate, and you go through. You're back in the castle and step into a small room. There are cobwebs everywhere and a lot of garbage on the floor. You can see a jar of salt on the table and a note on the wall. It says, a circle of salt. You decide to take the jar just in case. At this point, a slippery, viscous liquid starts dripping onto your shoulder. You look up and see a big spider descending towards you on its web. You run away and see three doors. You can hear screaming behind the first one. Behind the second door, you hear the sound of a chainsaw. A dog is barking behind the third one. Quickly, you've got to decide where to go. Run to the third door. Yeah, you'll meet an angry dog, but you have a bone. You throw it, and the dog immediately feels better. It nipples on its trophy and forgets all about you. On the floor, you can see human footprints that lead to the next door. You push the handle down. It's locked. Look around the room and find the key. The dog is gnawing on the bone and the key is glinting on its collar. You pet the dog and gently remove the key from its neck. You open the door. It's dark and you can't see anything. You take a small step forward and fall into a deep hole. Fortunately, you're not hurt. On the ground, you find an old MP3 player with headphones. It still has some battery left. Great, you put it in your pocket. You can't climb up the smooth walls of the pit. 
but you can see that someone has thrown down two ropes for you to get out. One rope is white and slightly shining. The other looks quite ordinary. Choose which you should use to get out. The white rope is a spider web. The spider is still chasing you. So you choose the normal rope. You get out of the pit. The rope is tied to a marble pillar. You untie it and put it in your pocket. You slowly walk down a dark corridor and hear a growl behind you. It's a werewolf! The full moon is out. You run out of the corridor and find yourself in the street. There are three paths ahead of you. The first road is covered with lava. The second one is swarming with snakes. And the third road leads to a poisonous lake. Hurry up! The werewolf is coming! Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's a shoe lying right on the water on the left side of the lake. This means that the lake is frozen. You're sliding on the ice and falling. The werewolf is still chasing you, but it slips too, and you have time to run to the solid ground. There's a massive tower ahead. You run inside and close the door. You find yourself in a circular hall lit by torches. Human faces appear on the walls. Their hands begin to reach out. The phantoms are slowly approaching you. They're everywhere, surrounding you. What will you do? Remember that jar of salt and the note saying, a circle of salt? You should spill salt around you, and the phantoms won't dare cross that line. You do, and then wait for a while, and they disappear. You climb up a spiral staircase to the top of the tower. The door slams shut behind you. There's one window and an iron torch stand mounted on the wall. In the center of the room, you notice a wide bed, surrounded by a white veil. You push the veil aside with your hand and see that two zombies are sleeping there. They open their eyes, get up, and slowly walk towards you. What are you going to do now? Use the rope you found before. Tie it to the torch stand and go down through the window. Great! The zombies are too stupid to pull the rope back. You're on the ground and see a car. At this moment, the werewolf breaks out of the castle. You get into the vehicle and lock the door. The werewolf hits the window with its paws. You can't find the key. It's probably in the glove compartment, but it has a three-digit combination lock. Recall the beginning of your adventure and try to guess the code. Hurry up before the werewolf breaks the glass. In the dungeon where you woke up, there were several signs on the wall. Four vertical stripes, three stripes below them, and a checkmark even lower. The checkmark is the Roman numeral 5. Then the code is 435. You take out the key, start the engine, and drive away. You leave the castle but realize the car's brakes don't work. There are three roads ahead. 
A brick wall is at the end of the first one. The second road leads to a burning forest. And the third road ends on a high hill with a cliff. What path will you choose? There's almost no time. You're driving too fast. Release the gas pedal and drive up the hill. The speed will soon drop. At one point, you'll be able to get out of the vehicle. You jump out of the car and it falls off the cliff. You go around the hill and get into a swamp. You make your way through the marsh and see three women in front of you. Which one is a mermaid? The woman in the middle has something strange on her neck. Those are gills. The second girl has webbed fingers. The girl on the left seems normal. She's a human. You pass through the swamps and find yourself on the seashore. An old motorboat is lying on the sand. You push it to the water, start the engine, and climb inside. You go far away from the island with the castle. In the distance, you see some rocks and shipwrecks. You slow down and hear beautiful singing. It's coming from several women staying on top of the rocks. They're sirens. Using their singing, they lure sailors whose ships crash against the rocks. You move straight toward them and can't resist it. The rocks are getting closer and closer. Do something, quickly! You still have your MP3 player you found in the pit. You put on the headphones, turn on the music, and go away. The engine stalls. Far ahead, you can see an outline of another island. You grab an oar and start rowing. A few hours pass, you're hungry and thirsty. There are fish swimming in the water, and you find a can of worms in the boat. But how can you catch them without a fishing rod? Use one of your shoelaces. Tie the bait to it and lower it into the water. It works! You catch a few fish, but then you notice a shark's fin. It circles you and pushes the boat. The island is really close, but you need to get away from the dangerous creature. How are you going to solve this problem? Throw the fish you've caught as far as possible. This will distract the shark and give you some time to get to the shore. Done! But unfortunately, you've given your lunch away to the sea hunter. Exhausted, you get to the shore. Here, you meet a man. It says it was him who left you the MP3 player and the rope. He also wrote the code on the wall of the dungeon. Without a word, you kick him in the shins and he hobbles off. Now you don't, but I sure would. Anyway, you're glad that everything is over and just lie down on the sand. But the man tells you it's not the time to relax. Other tough tests are waiting for you. You hear bizarre sounds coming from the jungle. But that's another story, and this one is coming to an end. Time to find out your score. 0 to 4 points, eh, don't get upset. You can do better, but it's a bad idea for you to go to magic castles. 5 to 8 points, hmm, not bad. You've proved that you're brave, but you were a little lacking in resourcefulness. You will solve other riddles better. 9 to 12 points, hmm, almost perfect. You've passed the test and proved that you can get out of any dangerous situation alive. 13 to 15 points. It's not you who should run away from the monsters. They should be wary of you. Any mystical castle can become your home. 
ever was having a birthday party. At one point, she noticed that her twin brother Noah went to his room with some girl. Ever wanted to take a closer look, but her friend distracted her. When she returned, the couple had already been gone. She had three suspects, Eliza, Jane, and Isla. When Ever went downstairs, she immediately realized which girl her brother was dating. Can you figure it out too? Eliza isn't wearing her cardigan. Ever saw it in Noah's room, hanging from the chair. So it must have been her who was in the room with the guy. Serafina was having a birthday party, and her guests brought her presents. Her boyfriend, Mason, got her a pair of beautiful high heels. Her sister, Daphne, got her earrings, and her best friend, Ada, got her a scarf. All the gifts were amazing, but Serafina still had one person to change their present. Who messed up? Mason, look, both shoes are left ones. Esme got lost in the forest. After wandering around for hours, she finally came across the witch's house. She pet the cat and gave it its favorite snacks. After that, the girl asked the witch if she could help her again. The witch was packing. She was planning to go fishing the next day, but she had a problem. Her fishing rod was 13 feet long and the transport company the witch was going to use only allowed to take things that were no longer than 12 feet. The witch couldn't figure out what to do and asked Esme to help. If she could find some solution, the witch would help her get home. Esme found a way to pack the fishing rod without breaking it or breaking any rules. What did she offer? The witch should pack the rod in a box the size 5 by 12 feet. Diagonally, the 13-foot-long fishing rod will fit perfectly, and the box will still only be 12 feet long. Ren came back from work and checked his mailbox. There were a couple of magazines and a letter. It turned out to be a love letter, but it wasn't signed. Instead, there were several numbers in the end. 18, 9, 12, 5, 25. Can you guess who sent Ren the letter? Each number indicates the position of the corresponding letter in the alphabet. The 18th letter is R. Letter number 9 is I. And letter number 12 is L. The 5th letter is E. And the 25th one is Y. So, Ren's secret admirer is Riley. It was the first day of college. Lily came there with her new cell phone, which she, of course, showed to all her friends. At one point, the girl went to the bathroom and left the phone on her desk. When she returned, the gadget was gone. She asked everyone in the class what they had been doing while she had been away. Cleo said she had been talking on the phone with her best friend. Charles said he hadn't been doing anything, just listening to music. Jake said that he'd been busy finishing his homework. That was enough for Lily to understand who had stolen her cell phone. Can you guess? Jake said he had been finishing his homework, but it's the first day of college. There can't be any homework. Vivian and Susanna are online influencers. Can you tell which one is likely richer?
pay attention to the number of followers each of them has. It looks like Susanna has way more people watching, so she probably gets more sponsorships. The police had been looking for Alex for months. They got the information he went to Cuba. That's what he told all his friends. But then he was accidentally found in Norway. The police know his girlfriend helps him, but they aren't sure who his girlfriend is. They ask Alex's friends who the guy is dating. But all of them name different girls, and all the girls deny being his girlfriend. Then, the police decide to check the messages the girls sent to Alex. Take a look at these texts and try to understand who his real girlfriend is. His girlfriend must be the one who knew where he was actually going. Looks like all the girls stay in touch with Alex, but the snowflake in Layla's text looks suspicious. You don't send snowflakes to people who go to Cuba, so Layla must be Alex's girlfriend and his accomplice. Take a look at the picture. Can you crack this puzzle? The answer is the number of times the line cross in the image. It must be three. Sierra found herself locked in a dungeon. She couldn't remember what had happened. She looked around and saw a door that could be a way out. But to open it, Sierra needed to know the passcode. Luckily, there was a hint. Sierra had just one try. If her guess was wrong, the dungeon would get locked forever. Can you help the girl decide which password is the correct one? If you take a closer look, you may notice that some of the digits are faded. This is probably because they were the most frequently used. These digits are 1, 3, 5, and 9. The only code that has all of them is the second one, 3915. That must be the one. Mrs. Darcy is a mother of three teenagers. Late at night, she was sleeping in her room when she heard some scratching, then the sound of the window closing. She realized that one of her children was trying to get inside or sneak out of the house. Take a look at Susie, Brittany, and Celeste's rooms. Can you tell which girl sneaks out at night? It must be Brittany. Look at the shoes by the door. They're all wet, so she must have just returned. A rich lady, Mrs. DeRaven, was looking for a nanny for her dogs. She invited three candidates and asked them why they wanted the job. Isla said that she was totally broke and she needed some money. Olivia said that she loved dogs, but her parents wouldn't let her have one. Liam said he had a lot of free time and thought of getting a job. Mrs. DeRaven let everyone go so she could think and make the final decision. After all of them had left, the woman discovered that her very expensive ring was missing. One of the candidates had probably stolen it. She asked them to come again. And when the woman saw them for the second time, she knew exactly who the thief was. Have you figured it out? It was Isla. Last time she said she was broke. But look at her now. She's wearing new designer clothes and gold earrings. She also has an expensive phone. She must have stolen the ring and sold it. A young girl, Georgia, got poisoned and was taken to a hospital. Detective Callum took up the case. He went to visit Maddox, Georgia's sister's boyfriend. Maddox hadn't heard the news yet. Your girlfriend's sister got poisoned. Do you know anything that could help the investigation? Maddox said, 
Poor Georgia, she's a good girl. I have no idea who could possibly want to poison her. The guy also showed the detective a picture of him, his girlfriend, and her sisters. After taking a look at the photo, Detective Callum immediately arrested Maddox for poisoning the girl. Why? In the picture, there are four girls. This means Maddox's girlfriend has three sisters. Then how did the guy know which one had been poisoned? Lyra met two guys online. The girl was trying to decide who she should go on a date with. Asher said he loved summer sports. He even played hockey professionally. Oliver said that he played basketball. He was on the state's basketball team. Lyra figured out that one of the guys was lying, so she chose the other one. Can you tell who's lying? It's Asher. He said that he likes summer sports, but hockey isn't a summer sport. The guy would know it if he really played it. Once a company owner returned to his office and realized someone had been there and used his computer. Of course, no one but him was allowed to use it. He walked out of the office, looked at his workers, and immediately realized who had done it. Who was it, and how did the man know? It must be this woman in the middle. Take a look at the director's office again. The mouse is on the left side of the computer. It means the person who broke into the office was left-handed. The woman's left hand is covered in ink. That's because she's left-handed and slides her hand over her writings. Kai broke into his music teacher's office. He wanted to print out the answers for the next day's test, but the computer required a password. Luckily, there was a post-it note that said 4361. Can you guess the password? Take a look at the wall. There is a list of music notes hanging there, but you need the letters. Now, the fourth one is F, the third one is E, the sixth is A, and the first one is C. The password must be F-E-A-C. Jordan was very late for a job interview. When he drove up to the office building, he found out there was no free parking spaces. He decided to leave his car a bit further from the entrance. Oh no, even though there were several other vehicles in that place, parking was prohibited there. Luckily, Jordan came up with an idea and didn't get fined. What did he do? He took a parking ticket from another car and put it on his windshield. It looked as if he'd already been fined. Julia took part in a cooking competition. She decided to prepare her favorite muffins. She did her best and the muffins looked great. But when the jury members tried them, they started to pull faces and splutter. It turned out someone had replaced the sugar Julia was going to use with salt. The girl understood she had lost her chance to become the winner, but at least she could figure out who had done it to her. She had three other competitors. Wayne told her he hadn't even been there. He forgot to buy several ingredients and did some last-minute shopping. Amber said that she had been preparing the icing for her cake. And Diana told Julia that she'd been very busy with her recipe. It was complicated, and she had to follow it precisely. Very soon, Julia knew who had spoiled her muffins. And have you figured it out?
It was Amber. She said she'd been preparing the icing, but her cake was only sprinkled with some powdered sugar. That day, famous chef Christina was going to have some very important guests in her restaurant. She was anxious because her future depended on how they would appreciate her food. Everything had to be perfect. There was only one hour left before the guests were supposed to arrive, and that's when Christina discovered someone had left ugly red handprints on her sparkling white jacket. She examined the stains. It was ketchup. Christina knew that some of the cooks didn't like her. She decided to find out who was behind the accident. Look at the cooks and try to help the chef figure out who's guilty. There's a pair of gloves stained with something red in the trash can. The only person who isn't wearing any gloves is the cook on the left. He was the one to spoil Christina's uniform. Nancy was angry with her boyfriend Paul and sent him an email. In it, she told the guy she was going to break up with him. But just an hour after sending the message, the girl found out Paul had done nothing wrong. Now, she needed to delete the email from his computer. The girl knew Paul was at work, so she sneaked into his house. But the computer was protected by a password. Nancy thought the word she needed could be her name. Paul loved her very much after all, but the girl was wrong. And then an idea came to her mind. She typed in a word and this time it was correct. Look at what Nancy saw on the screen and try to figure out the password. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. B, R, Y, M, P, N, A, C, B. The password was 67683. These numbers correspond with the letters of Nancy's name. Linda was in a cafe with her boyfriend, and their date wasn't going very well. At some moment, they both got angry and started to argue. Suddenly, their waiter came up to the table and handed something to Linda. It was a note with a strangely written word. Little T, big R, little O, big U, little B, little L, little E, question mark. Linda was confused. What could it mean? Can you figure it out? The waiter got worried and asked Linda, Are you in trouble? Dennis called the police and told them a large sum of money had disappeared from his dorm room. He thought it was one of his neighbors who had done this. The police came and questioned the guy's neighbor. Deborah, a designer, told the officers, I had to finish an important project, that's why I pulled an all-nighter. When I sent the final version to the client in the morning, I went to bed and only woke up when you came. Aaron, a waiter, said, I've had a very long shift today because one of my colleagues got ill. I haven't seen Dennis since yesterday. And Nathan, a vet, said, I've just come back home. One of my patients called and told me he felt unwell. I had to hurry to the hospital where he was and stay with him. The police officers immediately understood who was lying. And you? It was Nathan who had taken the money. He lied about a patient calling him. He's a vet. Look at these three young ladies. Can you figure out who the cat belongs to? Its owner is the blonde girl. 
The cat has torn her t-shirt. What does this rebus puzzle mean? M-I-L-1-L-I-O-N. That's one in a million. Susan worked as a nurse in a hospital. One day, she came to make injections to three patients. After this injection, it was prohibited to get up, and Susan specifically warned the patients to stay in bed. But when the woman came back, she realized one of them had gotten up while she had been away. Who was it, and how did she understand it? It's the guy on the left. His phone is now plugged in, but the outlet is quite far from his bed. John was hungry. He took something, threw away the outside, and cooked the inside. Then he ate the outside and threw away the inside. What snack did he have? An ear of corn. Jason smuggled antiques into the country. This time, it was a beautiful ancient vase. In no time, he found a person who was ready to buy it. As agreed, Jason came to the park. He had a bag with the vase inside. The guy left it on the bench and hid behind the trees. In less than a minute, a bulky man came up to the bench, grabbed the bag, and went away. When Jason approached the bench again, he saw a note. In it, there was a code. Roads and roads. What is the hidden word? Jason needed just a few seconds to realize the word in the note was crossroads. But which crossroad did his client mean? The guy looked around and saw a modern hotel. Its name was Crossroads. Jason headed for the hotel. He told his name to the receptionist and received yet another note. There was just three letters, F, B, D. After some thinking, the guy understood what the room number was. Do you know it too? It's room 624. F is the sixth letter of the alphabet. B is the second and D is the fourth. Jason got to the sixth floor and found the room he needed. The door was indeed open. On the table, there was one more note, hopefully the last one. It had three images, a lamp, a bottle of water, and a key. Next to the lamp, there was a downward pointing arrow. Near the bottle, there was an arrow pointing to the left. And to the key, there was an upward pointing arrow. Where is the money? It's under the cushion on the sofa. This cushion is on the right side of the bottle, lower than the lamp and higher than the key, which is lying on the floor. Emily came to the police station to report her diamond ring stolen. Only me, my husband, and his best friend Larry knew where I kept the ring. My husband has been away on business for three weeks. When he left, the ring was still in my jewelry box. It means Larry must have taken it. Detective Richardson visited the man. I know nothing about the ring, and I would never do something like this to my friend. That was when the detective noticed an inconspicuous jewelry box on the shelf over the table. May I have a look? Inside, he saw a diamond ring. This ring was left for me by my great-grandfather. He bought it in Europe decades ago. I even have some papers proving my words. 
When Detective Richardson looked at the documents, he realized Larry was lying. How did he figure it out? Look at the date. It's February 30th. The documents are fake. How about this Rebus puzzle? Let's see how fast you'll crack it. Working time. It means working overtime. Kayla was staying in a hotel in Paris when someone broke into her room and took all her expensive stuff. The police had three suspects. Alan said, I was trying to pour myself some coffee downstairs, but with my arm in a sling, it was so difficult. Mary told the police, I was at the reception trying to solve some issues with my shower. And Bruce said, I was sleeping. It was so loud at night, I couldn't rest at all. Who broke into Kayla's room? It was Alan. Look at his cast. He's wearing it over his sweater, so it must be fake. Penny was alone in a hotel room. All of a sudden, somebody knocked on the door and a man came into the room. But when he saw Penny, he apologized and said he must have entered the wrong room. As soon as he went out, Penny called the police. Why? Penny thought something was wrong because the man knocked on the door before entering. If he really believed it was his room, he wouldn't have knocked. He must have done it to check if there was someone in the room. Four people are sitting at a table next to you in a cafe. There's a man, Jason, and three women, Rosie, Sarah, and Claire. Can you guess which woman is his wife? Even though Sarah's wearing an outfit that looks very much like the one Jason's wearing, she's not his wife. She doesn't have a ring. Claire has no ring either, but Rosie has a matching one. A detective got an anonymous email about an upcoming heist in one of New York's museums. In order to stop it from happening, he needs to know the month the heist is planned for. Later, the police managed to find a clue. It was a note with a secret code. The police couldn't crack it, so they brought it to the detective. What month is the heist planned for? The detective cracked the code almost immediately. A jar in the picture stands for J, a ukulele stands for U, a nugget stands for N, and an eggplant stands for E. Ah, June! There are 12 floors in the apartment building. The higher the floor, the more people live there. Which floor does the elevator go to most often? It's the first floor. The residents of all floors go down to the first floor. The other day, Annabelle was rummaging around her auntie's attic when she accidentally stumbled upon five short chains, each made of four silver links. She thought it could be great if she combined them all into one big chain of 20 links. When she went back to town, she brought those tiny chains to a jeweler. He told her it would cost $5 for each silver link that he would have to break and then reseal. How much will the chain cost?
Annabelle could do that for $25 if she told the jeweler to break a link in each chain. But she was really smart, so she asked the jeweler to break all four links in one chain and use them to attach the other chains together, which cost her $20. One day, Stephanie got lost in the woods. And no wonder, in the end, she stumbled upon an old witch's house. The door cracked open and she came in. The witch turned out to be really kind and promised Stephanie to make her one dream come true if she cracks a riddle. Stephanie was dreaming of a new phone, so she agreed. The witch asked, if 11 plus 3 equals 2, what does 8 plus 6 equal? It took Stephanie quite a while to come up with an answer, but she nailed it. What was the answer? Eleven o'clock plus three equals two o'clock. Eight o'clock plus six equals two o'clock too. Hop on the bright side of life together with our brand new tees, hoodies, and more. Click the link to pick your choice. You're getting hungry and want to boil a two-minute egg. If you only have a three-minute hourglass timer, a four-minute hourglass timer, and a five-minute hourglass timer, how can you boil the egg for only two minutes? When you see the water boiling, turn the 3-minute timer and 5-minute timer over. When the 3-minute timer runs out, you need to put the egg in the boiling water. You'll have 2 minutes on the 5-minute hourglass timer, and when it finishes, take the egg out of the water and enjoy your meal. Mr. Wright had a small store in Chicago called Five Flags, but there were six flags hanging outside. He could easily correct that mistake, but he didn't. Can you figure out the reason? At first, it was just a mistake. But later, Mr. Wright noticed that people would often come to his store to tell about that problem, which increased his sales. A wise king realized he was tired of all the hard work he had to do. So he decided to find someone who could replace him. He decided to make a challenge, and the one who nails it will become the new king. Anyone who wanted to take the throne needed to put a whole cucumber into a glass bottle without cutting the cucumber or damaging the bottle. The participants had a week to do it. This challenge seemed to be impossible, so only five people decided to take part, and there was only one winner. How did he put the cucumber in the bottle? He placed a baby cucumber still on its stem into the bottle. Cucumbers grow rather fast, so he had enough time to win that competition. If it's raining at midnight, Can you expect that in 72 hours, it'll be sunny? Nope, in 72 hours, it's going to be night again. You see a bathtub filled with water. You have a spoon, a cup, and a bucket. Which will you choose to empty the bathtub? Obviously, choose to pull out the plug. Allison majored in math at university. Her roommates wanted to test her intelligence. They took three envelopes and wrote short messages on them. Then they put the answers to Allison's exam questions in one of the envelopes. Only one envelope had a truthful message written on it. The other two were false. Allison wasn't allowed to open the envelopes and could only pick one. 
The first message read, there are no exam answers here. The second was, the exam answers are here. And the third message read, the exam answers aren't in the second envelope. Which envelope should Allison pick? The third one. It tells the truth, which means the exam answers are in the first envelope. Joanna and Josh were on their honeymoon in France. On the first day, they went on a city tour around Paris and left all their stuff in the hotel room. When they came back, someone was standing outside their door trying to get in. The couple called the receptionist right away. But the man claimed Joanna and Josh owed him some money for the tours they had taken in the past four days. The receptionist knew the man was lying right away. How did he figure it out? It was the couple's first day in the hotel. Russell and Anna were on vacation. One day, Anna told Russell she couldn't go to the beach with him because she was feeling unwell. When Russell came back to the room to grab his phone, Anna was gone. He found her by the pool and asked, Are you here alone? She nodded, but Russell immediately realized she was lying. How? There were two soda pops on her table and two fruit platters. Apparently, this was also going to be Russell and Anna's last vacation together. Gregory was on a mission to take some nature photos for his blog. As he was walking through the forest, he fell into a deep pit. He tried to climb out of it, but in vain. When he held onto one rock, it gave way, and water started to pour inside. The pit was filling fast. Gregory saw a deflated ball, an empty barrel, and a piece of wooden board. What should he use to get out of the pit? Well, the deflated ball is too small and has a slit in its side. The wooden board won't support his weight. The best option is the empty barrel. It'll keep Gregory afloat. Paul and Pauline left for their honeymoon and asked their neighbor to look after their house. When they returned, the woman found out that she had lost all her expensive jewelry because of a power outage. The woman had hidden her jewelry in a supposed safe place. The house wasn't robbed. The neighbor was an honest person. The jewelry got lost by accident. What happened? The wife had hid her jewelry in the freezer in a bag with frozen food. After the power failure, all the food spoiled. The kind-hearted neighbor decided to help and threw away all the bad food, together with the jewelry. There's a barrel of water in the yard. You look inside and say that it's more than half full, but your friend argues it's less than half full. How can you figure out who's right without using any measuring tools or removing water from the barrel? Tilt the barrel so that the water touches its rim. If you can see the bottom, the barrel's less than half full. If the bottom is still covered with water, it's more. Mark, Jim, and Bob work as managers in the same office. One day, one of them is fired, and one gets a promotion. The remaining manager wants to resign at first, but then changes his mind. You know that the one who's fired is older than the rest and single. Jim's younger than the manager who has decided to stay at work, and he doesn't know Bob's wife. Who's fired? 
It's not Jim, because he's younger than the manager who stays. It's also not Bob, because he's married. It means that Mark has been fired, Jim has got a promotion, and Bob has decided to stay in his position. You wake up in a room with no windows or doors. The ceiling is extremely high, and the only way out is a closed hatch at the very top. Suddenly, the room starts filling with water. You've checked everywhere, there's no way to turn it off. You know that help is on the way, but they won't be here for at least 5 minutes. You're pretty sure the entire room will be flooded in two. You definitely can't hold your breath for that long. You look around and find three objects. A straw, some rope, and a bucket. Only one of them can actually save you in this situation. Which one should you choose, and how's it going to help? You should take the bucket. Flip it over and put your head inside when the water gets to head height. You'll have your very own small air pocket to help you breathe until help arrives. Uh Uh-oh, you're in a building that just caught on fire. You need to escape, but the fire just keeps spreading and spreading. You're feeling dizzy, and the smoke is making it hard to see. And the heat? It's insane! Suddenly, you see three paths that lead outside, but it's not going to be so simple. There's no fire near the first exit, but it's on the opposite side of the burning room. The second exit is right in front of you, but the upper part is completely covered in flames. The final exit is through the kitchen. There's shattered glass everywhere, but the flames are barely touching it, and the door is wide open. Which exit should you take? Even though the first exit isn't on fire, an indoor blaze is totally unpredictable. Flames can pop up out of nowhere. Going through a kitchen is never a good idea in a fire. There might be exposed gas lines in there. Your best bet is to go for the closest path and crawl your way to safety. Well, you're stranded in the middle of a desert and are in desperate need of water. You crawl along, trying to find any source to hydrate yourself. As nighttime rolls around, the wind gets stronger and it starts to get cold. You sit down next to a tree. How are you going to find water in the middle of a desert? Grab two of the largest tree branches you can find, and then rip your outer shirt and stretch it out over them, kind of like a sail. Shove the two branches into the sand to anchor them. The water in the atmosphere will get caught on the cloth and drip down for you to collect. Well, you're tied up on some railroad tracks and can't wriggle free. There's a train heading your way, and it doesn't look like it's stopping. Oh well, if you stretch your arms out, you can just reach a lighter, a small pocket razor, and a can of oil. Which can you use to escape? Pour the oil on the ropes holding you down. It'll act as a lubricant, and you'll be able to wriggle free. Taylor finished another awesome ice fishing session. He packed up his gear and walked back home with his dinner. Halfway back to the car, he realized he was being followed by a hungry cougar. It started chasing him. Taylor was so close to his car, but the cougar was gaining on him. What should he do? He should fling the fish to the side to distract the cougar. Then he should ditch all his gear. It's just slowing him down. That way, he's got a chance of making it to the car before he turns into cougar chow. Well, you find yourself in a pitch-black room. The room is huge, and there are many hallways and corridors leading to unknown places. 
You need to find your way out before the room starts heating up like an oven. You only have two minutes. You can feel some pipes on the wall but nothing else. How can you save yourself? When the pipes start heating up, they'll probably turn red. It'll already be super hot by then, but you'll have just enough time to figure out the layout of the room and find a way to escape. Angela decided to go for a nice walk in the forest. Mm -hmm. About an hour in, she tripped and spilled all her water. No problem. Right in front of her was a tiny lake, and close by, a small stream and a cactus. Which one should you use to get herself a refreshing drink of water? She should head for the stream. That lake isn't moving. That means it probably has bacteria living in it. And a single cactus won't have enough water to quench your thirst. Even though the stream is pretty small, moving water is almost always the safest option. What are those things? Oh, paw prints! Those are bear tracks heading to the forest, a wolf print coming out of the forest, and some elk prints heading toward a lake. Well, what's the best place to go if you're not into the whole being eaten thing? Think fast! The bear going into the forest probably scared that large dog off. Oh, you thought those were wolf prints? Mm, not likely. Wolves mostly travel in packs. The bear is most likely chasing the elk, so they'll both end up at the lake. That means the forest's safe for now. You're stuck in a well in a small village, and the water's already up to your knees. There's a rope leading to the mouth of the well, but it's definitely not strong enough to hold you. You look around and find a bucket, some clothing, and a lighter. How do you escape? Shove the clothes in the bucket, tie the bucket to the rope, and light the clothes on fire. Then quickly hoist the bucket up. Chances are, in such a small village, someone will see the smoke and run over to help you. Kate finished her morning hike and decided it was time to go home. She saw a vintage jeep parked by the hiking path. While she was admiring it, a huge grizzly appeared in front of her. The bear didn't seem that interested in her, for now. But that could change any second. There was a large screwdriver on the floor by the jeep. What can she do to make sure the bear won't be interested in her? She can puncture the gas tank with the screwdriver and douse herself in gasoline. That way, the bear wouldn't be so interested in her scent. Eric was out camping and he needed some light to see in the dark. He reached into his tent, but his flashlight wasn't working for some reason and his phone only had 10% battery. He looked around and saw a bottle of water, an empty sandwich bag, his hiking boots, and a pillow. What can he do to make more light? He can take his phone and put it right next to the water bottle. The water inside the bottle will diffuse the light, making it much brighter. Adrian and Jack went rock climbing all day, then realized it was time to head home. After a long walk through the woods trying to get to their car, they realized they were totally lost. They'd never been in these woods before. They didn't have a clue what to do. What's worse, Jack collapsed from exhaustion and couldn't take another step. Adrian tried to lift him up, but Jack was too heavy. Night was approaching. He tried to call for help, but neither phone had any signal. His only choice was to venture out and seek help. 
He checked both gear bags and found a small pick hammer, some ropes, some sturdy locks, and a harness. What should he do? Adrian should put on the harness and tie all the ropes together to make one huge long one. Then he should tie one end to Jack and one end to his harness. That way, if he got lost in the woods, he'd be able to find his way back to Jack. That's one long rope. Nora's family was out for the day, and she was going to surprise them all with a triple chocolate raspberry cake. Right after plugging in her mixer, she heard a small pop, a fizz, then the electricity shorted out, and her precious mixer broke out in flames. Her phone was in the other room. Quick, help her! She's got to stop the flames from getting worse while she sprints over to get her phone and call for help. What should she do? She could take some flour and dump it all over the mixer. It'll tame the fire and buy her enough time to call for help. Roy went out for a small walk in the forest right behind his house. He was having a great time, chucking stones at trees and thump. He launched the stone right into a beehive. A swarm of bees flew out and started chasing him. His house was pretty far away by this point, and there were tons of bushes and shrubs in his way. There was a huge open field in front of him with a deep lake in the middle. Where should he go to escape the angry bees? Jumping into the water to escape from a swarm of bees doesn't work. They'll just wait right above you and sting you when you resurface to breathe. The trick is to run as far away as you can. Head for the house and shut the door, Roy. You go to a swimming pool once a week, and today's the day. But everything suddenly goes wrong. As soon as you enter the swimming pool, you look at the TV in the hall. Breaking news! Someone spotted a zombie in town. They probably went downtown, and they may be anywhere. If you see one, call the police immediately. You think it's probably safer to stay in the swimming pool. Zombies are slow and probably aren't good at swimming. So you go to the shower to change. But as soon as you enter the shower room, you notice that something's off. Who's a zombie? The two girls seem completely fine, but there's a bandage on the man's leg. No one would go to a swimming pool if they had cuts or scratches, unless they're a zombie. Once upon a time, there was a wealthy king who hired an artist to paint his portrait. The artist told the king that he wanted to be paid in gold, and he wanted to get paid every day. He also said it would take him seven days to finish the painting. The wealthy king had only large bars of gold, and he wanted to give one bar for his work. But since the artist wanted to get paid daily, he needed to come up with a plan. He had a magic tool that could cut any material, but it was able to make only two cuts. How did the king split the gold bar so that the artist got his gold every single day in equal amounts? The king was really smart, so he cut the bars this way. One-seventh, two-sevenths, and four-sevenths. The first day, he gave the artist one-seventh of the gold bar. The second day, he gave him two-sevenths, but took one-seventh back as change. The third day, he gave one-seventh back. The fourth day, he gave four-sevenths, but took the other two pieces back as change. The fifth day, he gave one-seventh, so the artist got five-sevenths of the bar. The sixth day, he gave two-sevenths, but took one-seventh back again. And the very last day, the artist got one-seventh, so in the end, he had a full bar of gold.
Four friends, Josh, Maggie, Jason, and Rosie, were walking in the woods. It was a wonderful day, and they were about to start a picnic. But all of a sudden, the sun turned to black, and they saw dozens of zombies approaching them. The friends started running away, and saw a tunnel. It was dark and scary, but the guys knew exactly that when they crossed it, they'd be safe. They had only 12 minutes to cross the tunnel. It takes Josh one minute to cross it. Jason can do it in two minutes. Maggie thinks it will take her four minutes, and Rosie can cross it in five minutes. Not to risk it, the guys decided to split into two groups. The problem is that they only have one torchlight, and there's no way they go there in four. How can they escape? First, Josh and Jason should cross it with a torchlight while the girls are waiting on the other side. It takes two minutes, plus one minute for Josh to go back. They still have nine minutes. Josh hands the torchlight to the girls, and they cross the tunnel in five minutes. Four minutes left. When the girls are on the other side, they give the torchlight to Jason, who comes back to take Josh in two minutes, and they run back together in another two minutes. The airport security had an emergency alert. There's a man with fake documents trying to fly away from New York. They had three suspects who look almost the same. Which passport is fake? No matter what country a person is from, no passport can have a photo with mountains in the background. All backgrounds should be solid. John's passport has a suspicious photo in it. His documents are fake. Mason is a lifeguard. One day, a girl came up to him asking for help. She said someone had stolen her wallet, which she noticed when she was going to go and grab a soda pop. Mason checked the towel where the girl left her stuff, but the only thing he noticed were her own footprints. Is this girl lying to Mason? The girl was telling the truth. Mason had an eagle eye, and he saw a guy with a fishing rod. He must have stolen the girl's wallet. No one wants to go fish in the public beat. Robbers stole a few precious gems the other day. The police were alerted immediately, but they didn't know where to look for the thieves. Suddenly, they got an anonymous email. Check all the bottles in the cars leaving the town. Best regards, Mr. X. At the end of the day, the officers stopped a car loaded with boxes and bottled water. The bottle bottoms were all covered with paint, so they thought the gems should be in one of them. The level of water was the same in all the bottles, but when one of the officers placed one of them right next to the box, he instantly realized something was off. What was it? The bottle standing next to the box is much lower than those still inside. The police then found there was a double bottom and the gems were hidden right underneath it. Two friends, Martin and Clyde, had a bet. Martin said he would throw a ball and it would come back to him. He also said there would be no obstacle or wall the ball could ricochet from. Clyde said it was impossible and he lost. How's that? Martin threw the ball straight up. It obviously came back to him. No magic, just physics. Emily grabbed a really nice muffin at the cafeteria and put it on the office desk. She wanted to save it for later, but when she came back from the meeting, she saw someone had eaten her muffin. 
There were only three people who could do that, and only one person is telling the truth. Grace said it was Alicia. Alicia said she didn't eat anything. Tina says she didn't eat anything either. Who ate the muffin? It was Tina. Only one person is telling the truth, and it's Alicia. If Grace or Tina told the truth, then there would be two truthful people. But Emily knew only one person wasn't lying. Patrick really wanted to come to a private party, but the security would ask each person if they knew the secret access code. Patrick decided to overhear their conversations. When the person came up to the entrance, the security said 6, and the guest said 3. Then the security said 10 to the second visitor, and the reply was 3 as well. The third visitor also said three, but the security said two. Patrick thought he was ready to join the best party in town. When he came up to the entrance, the guard said seven, and Patrick replied three. The security didn't let him in. What should Patrick have said to get into that fancy party? He should have said five. The guest needed to count letters, six, 10 and 2 have 3 letters. That's why the answer was 3. In the word 7, there are 5 letters. Ben loved diamonds. For some time, he would spend $5,000 a day on precious stones. At some point, he realized he had too many gems, so he started selling them at $3,000 a piece. Sometime later, he became a millionaire. How is that possible if he was obviously losing money? Before his gem rush, Ben used to be a billionaire. Since he started losing money, he became only a millionaire. A vampire moved to a big city where nobody knew him to start a brand new life. Still, he just couldn't help it and started biting locals every single night. People got scared and invited a private investigator to solve the problem. A couple of days later, Detective Reitman had three suspects. He decided to visit each of them to find out who the vampire was. After visiting all the houses, he was sure he found the vampire. Who was it? Well, the man on the left has loads of garlic in the kitchen, and vampires are scared of it. The second suspect had a lot of silver-plated accessories, earrings, piercings, and a chain. Vampires don't really like silver. The guy in the blue shirt is a vampire. Long ago, in the Kingdom of Riddles, a criminal was caught. The guards took him to the king, who was famous for loving riddles. King Archibald said that if Harry, the criminal, managed to solve his riddle, he would set him free. Harry agreed and Archibald drew a two-foot line on the ground with his foot. The king asked Harry to make this line two times shorter without touching it. In the end, Harry was free. What did he do? Harry drew a four-foot line with his foot so that the one the king drew got two times shorter. Karen took part in a TV quiz where she could win one pound of pure gold. This quiz wasn't like ordinary ones. At the end of the show, the host brought her three large jars. Each of them has one pound of pure gold inside, plus some unpleasant surprise. The first jar has venomous snakes inside, the second one is full of acid, and the third one is filled with boiling hot water. Karen can only use her hands to get the gold out of the jars. She has 30 minutes to think. Which one should she choose?
Karen should choose the one with hot water. It cools down pretty fast, and it's gonna get lukewarm in half an hour. Guess who's rich now?